0: AT&T Fiber Live Like a Gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and for slash hypergig details.
1: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
1: This is Uncanny USA.
0: Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is February 16th, 2019. The day was February 16th, 1959. Communist revolutionary Fidel Castro was sworn in as the Prime Minister of Cuba in the cabinet room of the presidential palace in Havana. At 32 years old, Castro had become the country's youngest ever prime minister. Castro was born in southeastern Cuba, the son of a domestic servant and wealthy sugarcane farmer. Castro got involved in politics early. While he was attending law school at the University of Havana, he joined a group of Dominican exiles and Cubans who tried unsuccessfully to invade the Dominican Republic and overthrow its dictator, Rafael Trujillo. In April of 1948, Castro joined riots that started in Bogotá, Colombia, after a populist Colombian presidential candidate was shot dead. After Castro graduated from law school in 1950, he started practicing law and he joined the reformist Cuban People's Party, also known as the Orthodox Party, a party that was anti-corruption and anti-imperialism. Castro identified with the party's campaign, and in 1952, he became a candidate for a seat in the Cuban House of Representatives for the Cuban People's Party. The party was expected to win the election, but in March, former Cuban President General Fulgencio Batista, seized control of Cuba in a coup during the campaign. So in 1953, Castro decided to lead his own uprising to bring the Cuban People's Party to power. On July 26, he and a group of more than 100 people attacked the Moncada army barracks in Santiago de Cuba. The plan was to get weapons and announce the revolution. But the offensive failed, more than half of the rebels were captured and killed, and Castro was arrested and sentenced to 15 years in prison. But Castro's popularity was rising, and his revolution was gaining support. Batista ordered Castro and his brother Raúl to be released from prison in 1955, as part of a general amnesty. But Fidel and Raúl soon left for Mexico, where they linked up with Marxist revolutionary and guerrilla leader Che Guevara. There, they began planning another attempt to overthrow the Cuban government and enlisting recruits to organize what became known as the 26th of July movement. The movement promised land reform, nationalization of public services, and honest elections, among other reforms. But when Castro and nearly 100 people landed on the coast of Cuba in December of 1956, government forces killed or captured nearly everyone. Less than 20 people survived, but those who did fled to the Sierra Maestra mountains with barely any supplies. But they soon built up their weapons stockpile, and were attracting volunteers who supported Castro and opposed Bautista's United States-supported regime. A guerrilla war had begun. As Bautista's forces committed more and more violent acts to get info about the guerrillas, and high-profile groups began to back Castro, Castro's movement grew stronger. His army won a series of victories over Batista's government, even though they were outnumbered. Even after the U.S. sent Batista planes, ships, and tanks, the guerrillas held their ground. Some military units even joined the guerrillas. So Batista tried in desperation to hold an election, but people didn't show up to vote. Castro was charismatic, and his propaganda proved effective. Castro's forces moved in on the cities, and Batista fled to the Dominican Republic on January 1, 1959. Castro became commander-in-chief of Cuba's armed forces. Once Castro took over as prime minister, replacing José Miro Cardona, he persecuted people in Batista's old regime for war crimes, expanded social services, redistributed land among peasants, and abolished race-based segregation and facilities. He also suppressed oppositional press, arrested counter-revolutionaries, cracked down on what he considered moral wrongs, and adopted a one-party state. Castro, who died in 2016, would go on to become a controversial political figure who was a hero to many and a vile dictator to many others. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Tune in tomorrow for another day in history. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.